This is the Prove Yourself Right podcast. Thank you for tuning in to this episode. We hope that you find it encouraging, motivational, and beneficial to you in your day-to-day walk. For all your Prove Yourself Right needs, please follow us on all social media platforms. Also become a subscriber through ACAST, which you can find in a link in our descriptions and our bios through our social medias. Thank you for your time. Thank you for supporting the Prove Yourself Right podcast. Enjoy this episode. Welcome to another episode of the Prove Yourself Right podcast, and I'm your host, Jonathan Rose, and I have my beautiful co-host, Shay, here with me this morning. How you doing, Shay? Doing great. Happy Sunday. And we are here with another Sunday sermon from Pastor Darius of the Change Church, titled, I'm in these streets. I'm in these streets. And he is opening up a new season title for um, these next couple months, and it's titled For the Streets. And yeah. That's a common phrase of the new generation, man, for the streets. If you know, you know. If you don't, go and find your own understanding. I ain't got time to (laughs) hip you to the game right here. But, man, it's a dope titling and pastor delivers an even doper message. And today, I want to unpack a couple of my thoughts and unpackings from today's sermon. And me and Shane are going to deliver those to y'all. And he started with the passage of 1 Samuel chapter 17, verses Verse two. Mm-hmm. Uh, so y'all can go look that up and kind of gauge where Pastor was pulling from for his message this morning. And my first two things I want to start and open this discussion up with is people criticize you for characteristics that you have that they can't understand because they're solely yours. Mm-hmm. Pastor also said this, when you know your purpose, you can solve problems. When you don't understand your purpose, you cause problems. That is real. Man, and I just want to unpack. We've been talking about purpose a lot these last couple weeks, man. And I just feel like uh, when you understand that you have something that this world can benefit from and you understand that you are intricate in what I call the world going round in some type of way, you might not be... a main stage or the headliner, but you, you were in the mix and you are... What is it? Valuable. Like valuable. You bring value. Yeah, yeah. You bring value to everything. And also, beyond the world, you're valuable to the people you connected to within your own little bubble and realm of life. Absolutely. Uh, a lot of us overlook that, man, because when Pastor spoke it, people criticize you for characteristics that you have that they can't understand because they're solely yours. I remember, for one, being good at sports. I remember it was a funny thing. I was, I was the first one in my friend group to be able to, like, dunk and stuff. And then people was like, oh, boy, you you growing, gross purpose, this, that, and the, and the third. And then when I was able to do things that they couldn't do, they got an envy, jealousy type understanding. But I, it was solely my stuff. Like, I got a little taller. You didn't get a little taller. Like, it's just how you were made. But then they wanted to do what I could do, though, not understanding yeah. that they didn't have what I had. Yeah. And that's what Pastor broke down today, though. Like, some people won't utilize their tools because they're so concerned and looking at what somebody else got wanting it mm-hmm. and not knowing that it it ain't something it ain't the world don't work like that yeah if if you go in the store and you see or you come outside and you see somebody else in a bugatti that don't mean you deserve a bugatti she's like yeah <laughs> it's levels yeah. to everything Absolutely. and we just can't think that oh well if they have i can't have too yes you can have that understanding but you can't have because you can't want because they have that's that's what i'm trying to get to 
and a lesser worse. Just because somebody else has doesn't make you want what they have because they have it. Nah. And you can't predicate how difficult or or easy something will be based on another person. You don't know their route. And like I just unpacked, everybody else, everybody has their own purpose, lane, drive, and understanding of how they're supposed to function in this world. For sure. And I think the second point you talked about, you know, when you know your purpose, you solve problems. And when you don't, you're a problem causer. I mm -hmm. think that that really resonated for me too, because I think Pastor talked about when you know your purpose, you don't do things the same way as everybody else. Right. And when I think of myself and just my life and the things that I have been exposed to, I noticed that had I known that I was gonna, you know, be in this relationship, uh -huh. had I known that I would have wanted to do what I know now today that I wanna do and how I wanna be of service, I think there's a lot of things that I've done in my past that I wouldn't have done. Right. There's a lot of things that I was exposed to that I don't think I needed to be exposed to the do the things that I want to do today. And it's so interesting because I do think that a lot of us don't value ourselves mm -hmm. and don't see the purpose that we bring to the world, which is why we act out of emotion, which is why we expose ourselves to bad behavior, which is why we think we got to show people and prove stuff to everyone else right. as opposed to being focused on what's most important. And so when I talk to my friends and even when I talk to you, mm -hmm. when there is like something that's bothering you or us or we're going through something, the first thing that I always say is you have to remember you're not like everybody else, mm -hmm. you know? And it's that reminder of your path and what you offer this world isn't going to look like everybody else. Right. And so when you really have that understanding, when you're really sure of it, I think we navigate life differently. You know, for myself, for instance, yeah. I, currently in my role as a manager, I have to deal with different types of people. Mm -hmm. And sometimes there's people that I deal with that I know in my personal life would never be in my life, mm. you know? So immediately before going into certain discussions, I pray, I, I literally say to God, listen, I just need you to talk through me because personal Shana wouldn't even be dealing with this yeah. if we keep it above. And so sometimes it's hard to, if I don't do that prayer, I have that moment with God, I might go in there acting out of what's appropriate in my role. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's reminding myself that in this realm, this is important. Mm -hmm. But in other realms, and if it was a girlfriend or if it's you or something else, I could talk however I want because y'all know my heart. Right. But that's not the case in this in this element and in this situation. And so I pray that God allows what I bring in my personal life more naturally into this situation that might be a bit more uncommon and that I might not have the patience, just being honest, for. And that's real, man, because you just unpacked another thing that I wrote down today when Pastor said you can't handle that situation in that same way now. Exactly. Because basically what you just said is that. Because mm -hmm. I used to come off very emotional, very aggressive. Um, most of my responses were emotional responses, not anything that was thought out, mm -hmm. looking at the situation face on and, and trying to find a knowledgeable understanding of it. I wanted a emotional understanding of it. How it makes me feel is how I'm going to react. Yeah. Instead of understanding what the ins and outs and details of it was and responding based off of, like I said, an intellectual understanding instead of, a, like I said, emotional understanding. Mm -hmm. And through my profession of being an athlete, I thought aggression was normal because it was normal in my world. I was a football player. I could always, if I ever displayed aggression, people understood. Oh, he a football player. Oh, okay. It, it gave me a pass. Yeah. But 
it really ain't a pass. It's a it was basically a grace and and how people saw me. And it, and if I go level three thinking with it, it was select people, people of the football world. Totally. If I ever bumped into somebody that didn't watch football, they gonna look at me as an aggressive black man. Mm -hmm. I don't care what sport he play. I don't know enough about football. But right now, in our regular walking down the street world, he is aggressive. Mm -hmm. Now, going back to what you were saying it as, you had to develop that discernment of when to use my personal feelings and when to use the feelings of the role and space that I'm in at the time. 100%. When I'm on the football field, handle myself with football etiquette. 100%. When I'm in the regular world, I have to have regular place etiquette. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really have that discernment at, at times. And it goes back to also when you when I spoke of when you know your purpose, you can solve problems. When you don't understand your purpose, you can cause problems. I thought I was being helpful because I felt like some of the aggressive moments I had with people, it was because they were too soft at the moment. I was like, well, you need to handle this like this. Mm -hmm. But that was just how I seen it. And that's just how I feel. And that's how I sense things. I never stepped into their shoes and seen how life flows through their lens. Mm -hmm. And I attest divine parent and being with you because now I get that. I used to come at you so aggressive. like, bro, come on. What is wrong with you? You gotta be able to, like, you gotta yeah. step. Like, how we gonna have kids and you don't step? But you do step. But you just don't step like I step. And I have to, I, like, as a human, I've had to grasp that for everybody, not just you, people mm -hmm. connected to me. Yeah. I gotta learn how to, like you just said, deal with people that are not connected to me, never have anything to do with me. I might just work with you, but I gotta handle this gracefully because I'm at a space and place that this won't work for that exactly exactly and you hit it right you hit the nail perfectly this won't work for that mm -hmm. and it's recognizing that when i could do that like when i pray about it and ask god and then after that meeting it goes so much better than i would have thought because it's like time, god too. every single time it's like god steps right in because he knew i couldn't do it without him and then beyond that dang you you are so on point pastor said this and this sums up a lot of what you just said some things only change when purpose is realized. Mm. Purpose gives you quality of life. Because I realized that acting how I would want to act without God will impact me being able to stay in the role. Preach. Provide, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. there's a bigger implication. Like there's a bigger consequence that's not worth it. You mess up your abundance. Come on, I mess up my abundance. Thank you. And so that's why I invite God in every single, I invite him in everything, mm -hmm. but especially in those moments, I invite him in those moments because I know that I don't got what it takes all by myself. Mm -hmm. I need him. I need the Holy Spirit. I need to be led because if you let Shayna lead, Man. I might say something that I regret. <laughs> but but I'm so proud of what you're saying, though, because, like I said, that's a lot of self-work, self-growth, and you seeing you. Yeah. You ain't, you ain't wait for everybody else to acknowledge Chana made a change. I know I made a change, which I speak of for Jonathan Rose, personally, these last six years. You can call me what you want. Mm -hmm. I see it, and I'm proud of it. Mm -hmm. Very proud of it, because... I have walked the walk and I remember every step of every day and how hard each and every uh, difficult moment was. I remember my happiest moment. So I know that I can manifest all in my life. And I understand that keeping my faith and pulling on God and leaving certain things in God's hand also relieved me through a lot of these mental pressures I was going through. For sure. And another thing I want to unpack from what Pastor said today is also he said you cannot expect to grow throughout life and not experience wounds. Mm -hmm. A lot of us, I don't know if you remember, babe, this was a old Sunday sermon, but Pastor said a lot of us are navigating to stay away from pain, yeah. which is keeping us 
from fulfilling any type of life purpose. I agree. So we, we try, basically what Pastor was telling us, we're trying so hard not to get hurt anymore. We're not going into anything wholehearted and full. Mm. So we're wondering why we're falling short because we're going in with this regressive defensive shield up that the person can't, we can't interact properly with people. 100%. Because we're talking behind, uh, everybody know from the COVID year, we're talking behind that little glass film. Come on. I know y'all, some of us went up to registers and we was ordering food and they was like, I can't hear you. Well, if we had this big glass shield up, you could probably hear me. <laughs> Think about it in that sense, y'all. Mm -hmm. The reason some of us are suffering and being unsuccessful in more new relationships and things that we're trying to go out there and, and seek is because we're going in it with a defensive mindset because we of uh, previous hurts and pains. So we're going into it like, uh, I'm a tiptoe. It's going to take you forever to get there. You might miss out on your chance because it's something you're supposed to run to. <laughs> and, and uh, boy, I got to calm down. No, you hitting on it. Because <laughs> sometimes we tiptoe the stuff that we're supposed to run to. And then by the time we get there, tiptoeing is gone. And then we'd be like, oh, Lord, you took it from me. No, you didn't get here fast enough. Mm. And we assume that the people who run don't feel the wounds. Hey, say that, say that again. I don't even think they're they keeping up with us right now. But. We assume that the people who run don't feel the wounds. Come on now. They experience the wounds. They're going through it too. Just because they're not showing it the way that you would show it doesn't mean that they're not hurting or that they're not, you know, trying to figure things out. And I, I'm so glad that you talked about that because I feel like sometimes that could be my experience. Mm -hmm. And you are you are with me through everything. You're my rock. Mm -hmm. But you see it. Sometimes it's easy to be like, Shana, you don't get it. Mm -hmm. Just because I'm not in it emotionally where you're at. Well, beyond that, you ain't you ain't got the same energy as me. Ain't no way you get it. We ain't both hot. Bru Come on. Ain't no way. Because I'm curious. And you over here talking about, no, baby, we gonna figure it out. Figure it out. Yeah. Give me the gun. You know Give me something. We gonna go out here and cause some havoc. And, that's, and that is so tough for me. Yeah. Because it isn't that I don't feel it. As a matter of fact, I'm feeling it a lot because you're hurting or you're feeling something. And as soon as we're not talking, I'm praying about it. I'm trying to ask for guidance. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? Because I think there's a misconception of people who run through the wounds, the people who are going through a hard time, but not showing it the way that we think they should. And we discredit it or dismiss it as an easy talk for them. And but that, it's not. And that is the world we live in. Bro, they millionaires. Not understanding, but they went through this, that, and the third to get to that million. And you right. talking about where you at today, man. They don't know. They don't know what I'm going through to get to where they at. No. <laughs> Switch that around. You don't know what they went through to get to where you're trying to get to. Or they have the one thing we have, the one thing we want, sorry, not realizing that every other aspect in their life is bad. Mm, hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't know. They might have missed that. Go back and re-say re that for me. They may have one thing that we want, mm -hmm. not realizing that everything else in that person's life is bad. Mm. It doesn't mean I want to walk in their shoes. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes we have to have spiritual maturity to know that God might not... God may not be wanting to expose us to the one thing that we think that we want that they have because God knows the other things that come with that is not worth it for us. Ooh. He has something better for us or he just expects or he plans, sorry, for us to get it in a different way. And what the pastor say about what you're speaking about right now, I'm going I'm to read it off. Mm -hmm. Improve your street. Listen to me, y'all. Improve your street. Pastor Lord. was speaking on uh, from the terms and the, from the lens of this, you are where you are to be impacted. Mm -hmm. So I'm, the reason I'm tying into what Shana is saying is because a lot of us lose our impact by going to do other things because we want that one good thing that that other person got, not knowing that it's going to come with 
a tougher battle than the one that we're facing in our own day-to-day -day reality. We're like, oh, I can't battle. I can't handle my battles right now. You're going to go pick up somebody else's battles that you don't even got the tools to go into it with, but you want it so bad. Like I say in a uh, previous podcast, that your dream car. You finally got enough money to get the dream car, but if you get it, it puts you in a deficit, but you, some of us, we go get it anyway. Come on. Knowing it was going to put us in a deficit, and then mad that we're in a deficit that we self-inflicted ourselves to. Stop that, y'all. Come on. And y'all know what'll help y'all? Going back to that word that I used for two years ago, accountability. Yeah. Because we look at, oh man, I just happened to fall into this. Well, how did you get in the area where a hole was to fall in? You had to be walking somewhere, so where were you walking to? Mm -hmm. Like, take your steps and actually compartmentalize what you did to get where we are instead of looking at everything around us. Well, it was a tree right there. I went around that. Do you know where you were going in the first place? Yeah. <laughs> well, it was a bump in that road. That's why I took this other road. But did you not know how to get around that bump and stay on the path? Oh, you didn't even look at that. That wasn't even an option for you. Mm -hmm. Instead, like I told y'all in previous podcasts, we live in a society that we would rather replace than fix anything yeah. in, that, in that understanding sense. Like, I ain't talking about really repair, but I'm just talking about like before me and Shana get into an argument and I say sorry, one of, both of us in our head, oh, he gonna say sorry first so it'll never get, uh, it'll never get addressed. Exactly. It'll never get, um, rectified. Handled. Yeah, rectified. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, but you gotta think, how is it gonna get rectified with both of us, ha both of us having the same mindset of, no, she gonna go first, he gonna go first. It'll never happen, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So now, look at the world we live in. You knew you had, such and such XYZ, you're not in a position to do this. Yeah. So when you go and do that, know that once you made that commitment, you have subjected yourself to whatever the outcome happens, good or bad. Exactly. Don't get mad if it goes bad and be like, oh, why me? No, why did you go out of your way and put yourself in a situation that you haven't really prepared for? And that's what I'm trying to get to in a mm -hmm. lesser words. A lot of us need to do the preparation, honestly. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, I'm good this year. I just got my taxes back. Bro, let's stack that up, get double, and then go get it. But right when we get that tax money, boy, it's burning pockets up. And yeah. now you don't went and blew it, and now you didn't have it to blow. Yeah. A lot of us are putting ourselves in situations that we really can't afford to be in. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm an honest person. I don't have, I don't been blessed by God that every situation and battle that I've um, had to go through, I was prepared for. And even if I lost it, I had enough to go back and fight again. Yeah. A lot, a lot of us are on our last straw, mm -hmm. and we finna go take on the boss with our last straw. Like, bro, go heal up and get some resources and go learn a little. No, this, I'm about to go one lump sum and do a David and Goliath and I, we ain't going to be David in this one. I'm going to let y'all know right now. You got to have David's heart to be David. And we ain't even built like that. And Shana just took the words out of my mouth. You got to have David's heart. And a lot of us hadn't did the self work. And that's why I say resources. That's when I say tools. We don't have all of those things because we hadn't did the work to get there. So you're not going to get the outcome you're expecting. Mm. And I'm, that's just Jay Rose keeping it a buck with you. Yeah. I don't know who needs to hear this. You're not going to get the outcome you're expecting because you don't have the tools or resources necessary to accomplish that goal. Now you hit on that. And I think the last thing for me that I really took from today's message was when Pastor talked about my gift with my character. You know, he said, you have to be an example of how to do this the king's way. Mm. And I think that's just a hard path to follow, you know, and there isn't any... There isn't any easier way to do it. There isn't any shortcuts. Yeah. You know, like showing up and being excellent takes a lot of work. There is a there isn't another path of like least resistance. Exactly. Like you're, you're gonna have to uh Inky Johnson calls it um 
the rites of passage. Mm. Like you're gonna have to take those bumps and bruises to get what you want. If you don't take those bumps and bruises, you don't get what you want. And you gotta take those bumps and bruises and still be excellent. Mm. It's one thing to take the bumps and bruises mad, complaining, upset, looking for the justification. And you know what I'm saying? Like that's not taking it the right way. That's not. It's only gonna make the path feel a lot more hard and, and gruesome. It's a hard path. Like yeah. when we can accept that the path is gonna be hard, then we can focus and look for the light or be the light in those tough moments. You right. know what I'm saying? So I think when Pastor said, my gift with my character, that's what makes my gift special. It's not just that I like to sing or I can sing or I want to unpack things with people. Mm -hmm. It's the way that I do it. Yeah. And it's what I bring with it when I do it. And it's about, you know, reminding everybody who are saying that I do it a good way, that I'm doing it through God and with him. Mm -hmm. And that's the only way to get it done. And I think that's what's so important. And that's what I think we can get caught up on or the enemy wants to distract us in the, damn, but look at that person over there. Yep. Or damn, they're doing that to you again. Look how we're talking about you. Are they giving you a hard time? You should really kirk out. You deserve it. And and the devil will get you. If right when you kirk out, you don't opened up a whole nother box Come of regrets on. that now you got to battle through that and a whole lot of um, adversity that wouldn't have came if you just want to react it the way you react it. Because it shows God that if you let him be the one who gets you justice, He'll do it better. Every time. Every single time. And that's what I think really resonated with me. And that's just my reminder for myself to be the example when it's the hardest to be the example. And when it's easy to continue to do it naturally. 100%. You know what I'm saying? And then leave everything else up to him. Leave it all up to God. Facts. So we're going to throttle down. I'm going to finish with these points that Pastor Darius Daniels left with us today. And he was talking about the streets that we will have to be on at some point in times in our lives. And he spoke of first the religious street. Mm -hmm. And what I took from my unpacking and understanding of that is at some point in time in your life, you have to pull on your religion and, and invest into your, your faith if you really have faith. I agree. And I mean, I'm a, I'm a walking testimony of that. I told y'all six years ago, I wasn't this guy. I wasn't investing in, in as secure and intentional with showing up and getting the word. Uh, showing up intentionally when I ask God for things instead of just coming to, hey God, let me get this. All right, I'll holler at you, bro. Nah, coming there asking wholeheartedly, telling him, releasing things and leaving things in his lap so I don't have to carry those burdens no more. I wasn't intentional, man. I didn't understand what intentional even meant to be real. Yeah. If I'm gonna give a, keep it a buck with y'all, I didn't know what being intentional was, but I learned. And that's what I learned from the religious street when past unpacked. What did you take from religious street, man? Religious street, I think it was about, like you said, and he put it, I think he put it first for a reason. Mm -hmm. For me, it was, prioritize my relationship with God. Like you said, being intentional. And also recognizing that, for instance, I'll have moments where I'll slip up. Like I'll say something crazy and I'll look up at God and say, oh, I, I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. But, I, and I, but knowing that just because I said it doesn't mean that I'm not qualified for what he has for me because I've acknowledged the accountability. You know what I mean? And so making it more of a partnership with God and not just um, asking him for stuff, but also being like, listen, I want you to know that you can trust me and that I'm thinking about my actions and that I'm trying to represent you and, and just thinking about partnership. That's dope. Mm -hmm. And then the second one pastor spoke of was the family street. And what yeah. I took from that one was he spoke along the lines of like investing in the people connected to you. And mm -hmm. he, he said it from like a parent's reference, like it's your um, responsibility to develop that child up into what he or she should be. Yeah. And you're, you're meant to instill those things. And I look at it from just being there, man. Just being the support that family actually stands for to me. Family means support, love, uh, together, betterment, understanding, 
and just you being a village and a tribe together. Yeah. And I gotta make sure that those things I show priority to. So I make sure you call your family, make sure you do family oriented things like yeah. um, games or whatever uh, experiences y'all can do to come together and fellowship. And I feel like these last three years, we've done that as well. And both of our families, we, we integrated it into your family. Mm -hmm. And like I told you, me and my family had started it a few times before I had, uh, when I was around the crib. So we had started like game nights and we started to keep that going and flowing yeah. to keep our fellowship and our um, relationship flowing. So the family street is very detrimental because to me, it's the staple of each and every one of our support systems. If you don't have support from family first, I don't. I don't see people coming out into this world and being like, yeah, man, my friend was the first person I ever felt support me. So you're telling me the people that birthed you didn't yeah. something or somebody within that bloodline mm -hmm. didn't see investment in you, but you found investment outside first. So family is a thing that I feel like is critical for us to keep intact uh, within our lives. For sure. And I think the other thing too that when Pastor talked about family was, you know, who you raise. Mm -hmm. like I think about your grandparents and I think about your father and your right. mother and just a good man they raised. You know what I'm saying? And they, I imagine they know the impact, but man, they don't really know the impact because the impact is felt in the world. You know? So yeah. I think it's that too, like being aware of that, mm -hmm. who we raise and who comes out of our family core and how they act in the world and that they represent us. That's dope. And that's legit too because even in the sense of them at the time, I don't think they knew that they was they were as impactful or they were their best selves when they was teaching us. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. uh, your parents, when they were teaching you, they don't think that they were at their best mm -hmm. when they were teaching, but they had to do what they had to do. And that's 100%. what I respect the most, man. I know my mom and daddy weren't always in great spaces, but they never let me lack because of it. 100%. Um, the third thing was Education Street. And what I took from that, man, you always got to be investing in knowledge. Yeah. And beyond that, you need to be in circles and spaces and places and around people that are chasing and seeking knowledge as well, or else you become the company that you keep. And education is where we have lacked way too much in this world, in my opinion, from our children and beyond our children to ourselves. Mm -hmm. It's so many broken adults that never really took the education and learning process serious that now they are underdeveloped adults and this some stuff that... In adulthood, you don't get to learn like a child got to learn. Yeah. Some some stuff, and it goes back to like I was saying earlier, it's some stuff that we don't got the luxury to fall short to at this point in time in some of our, our lives. Mm -hmm. A child can slip and fall and get the grace and the understanding and the unpacking. An adult doesn't get that understanding and unpacking. You're going to get the book is yeah. what I call it. You're going to get the consequence, basically. You don't yeah. get the uh, warning. That, that, that's what people will understand this a little bit better. Ain't no warnings for adults. You get the ultimate consequence. Mm -hmm. Or you might get some grace in it, but like I said, that's subject to who you're dealing with and the person to get grace. And God, you better hope God saved you. But the encounter that I'm talking about right now, man, is just understanding and having knowledge of and always understanding that you need to continue continuously find knowledge and seek knowledge. No, absolutely. And just people who hold roles mm -hmm. that are communicating knowledge, just the importance of that role. Right. And to take it very seriously as well. And then Pastor talked about wellness street. We all need to find a sense of keeping ourselves up is yeah. what Pastor was saying. Like, man, you don't have to be in these athlete roles and everything to keep 
tabs on your health. Yeah. To be and show up day to day and do whatever we our roles are in this world, we got to make sure we're able to. And that's all I, I took from that, man. I'm always conscious. Like I said, even if I wasn't an athlete, I would I would be physically fit in some type of way. Yeah, it might not be to the detailed extent, but I'm going to get mine in in some type of way. And I feel like everybody needs to find purpose and wellness because I don't think we take it serious enough until it's too late. And then a lot of us want to try to get our lives back on track, but you can't undo 20, 30, 40 years of damage. And yeah three, four, five, six months to a year. I'm sorry. Yeah, and I think the other part too is that Pastor said, everything will prime my body. So your wellness is so critical because of that very fact. Everything will require your body and your spiritual wellness, your mental wellness, all that can have physical impacts as well, right? So just pouring into those and, and keeping that in mind, I think is super important. Man, and just to piggyback on that one more time, we, we talk about depressions and insecurities. Well, if you work out and you and you optically start to look the way you want to look you'll feel the way you want to feel you can't you can't knock how you feel based on not seeing the results that you want yeah because that's what causes depressions and insecurities and blah 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 so wellness also is mental physical spiritual emotional all that mm -hmm. so you got to keep yourself mentally well in all those phases exactly uh, pastor said Arts and media street. Mm -hmm. And what I took from that, man, I grabbed social media by the neck because I was one of those people that social media had me by the by the neck at one point in time. I couldn't I could not check Instagram every two minutes, knowing ain't nothing changed in two minutes. I couldn't feed into all those negative toxic news breaks. Oh, another month uh, another person dead. Uh, another couple breaking up. Mm -hmm. Oh, this just in. Somebody cheats on somebody. Like, why am I always around all this toxicity? And if you let social media navigate you, it's going to navigate you to what's popular. That doesn't mean it's going to navigate you to what's always right. Totally. And nobody gave us social media etiquette. Like, we don't know how to have discernment in the social media world because it wasn't taught. It was just put on us. It was like, if they just dropped cars in this world, but nobody had to go to driving school, we would all be out here dead because we're going to wreck because nobody had an instruction manual how to operate what was given to us. That's how social media came along. Nobody told us how to go on social media and, and do these uh, social sites. They just said, hey, build a profile, let everybody see. Oh, that's cool. But now <laughs> it's deeper than what we think it is. Oh, man, people can write any comment under my picture. People can call me ugly. Just to, like It's a lot that goes into social media. Like That's why... I wish more parents would regulate what their kids can get on. Like, bro, you got a grown man, a grown woman out here yelling at your kid through a video game or through social media. Like, bro, control this type of stuff because those traumas cut deep. Yeah. And we already know we live in a world where we not we don't really have a, a good grasp on mental health right now. So let's not put our kids and let's not put ourselves as adults in spaces that we can't control. Because we really can control social media, just stay off of it. Yeah. But <laughs> but we come in, we're we're coming from a world where we feel like social media is so intricate. It's like, no, I have to be on there. Nobody told you that. Yeah. Get that out of your head. You don't have to have social media. I don't know who this is for. That think that oh, I have to be. It's the world we live in now. No, it ain't. <laughs> you got a telephone. You can still do all kinds of other st uh, stuff. You don't need social media. No. If you feel like you no. need social media, you've been brainwashed. Yeah, and I think you know if we are gonna be utilizing the arts and media it's just thinking about how we can have a positive impact on it and the things that you see all the time i think that also is a way to spin it it don't have to be negative you can um i know when i look at my social media i'm either mm -hmm. laughing feeling closer to god like there are a lot of ways that you can 
um, be intentional about the things that you view and the things that you read. 100%. So if you if you don't know how to clean your social media, find somebody, uh, find your people. And beyond that, if you can't really find nobody to help you understand it, let it go for a minute until you find your own understanding. I promise you. When you let things go, you actually find a better understanding of it. Totally. But then you could actually un unpack why you were in it. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm trying to say. Like most of us, if we disconnect from social media, it might teach us more because while we in it, we really can't get the unpacking because it's just so much happening at one time. Mm -hmm. And the last one Pastor talked about was the business street. And I'm just going to keep that one short and sweet, man. If you believe in what you believe in and you think it can be successful, see it through. That's it. And if it happens to be something that you just can't make happen, find a grace in that also. Me and Shana talk grace and mercy all the time. Grace being what God gives us that we don't deserve. Mercy mm -hmm. being God not giving us what we do deserve. Sometimes you just got to be able to take those two as face card value and move on. Some of us, oh, I got to figure it out. You already got the simple unpacking. There is nothing uh, more deep or there is no more depth to it. It's just time for you to accept what it is. And like I said, move on, move past it. We, we are critical thinkers and we try to find this, that understanding. Sometimes some stuff is just simple and we overcomplicate it by what me and Shana unpack an emotional response until I hear what until I hear something that makes me feel different it ain't real no you don't really need to hear that cause some stuff is just like I said you're not gonna it's like the people that get broke broke up with and like I want that apology I'm not gonna feel good till I get that apology okay 20 years later you still didn't get that apology and you still bitter that ain't the person's fault that is you because yeah. you conform to something because it, since it didn't go your way, you you said, nope, this is not right and I will not accept it. That Life gonna still go on, y'all. I promise y'all. You can stop yourself in time if you want to, but you're gonna suffer day to day because of what you're subjecting yourself to. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think you hit it right on with that. You know, I think in all things, we're looking to glorify God. Mm -hmm. I think he has a mission for us and a purpose for us and it's to be at service for him. So even when we get so caught up in the things that we want, you got to ask yourself who you're serving. Mm -hmm. Is it yourself? And how does that help the rest of the world? Like, what change are you bringing to the table? Man, we prolonged time long enough. I hope y'all enjoyed this message and this unpacking for me and Shana. I hope that y'all go and listen to the message from Pastor Darius of the Change Church when it comes back on live later today. Or you can find it Tuesday and beyond once it's posted online. And wherever you fellowship at, man, just make sure you're getting some out of it. Make sure you're learning. Make sure you're intentional. Take however long a sermon is, an hour, hour and a half. Take that one time of that day and just listen. Block out everything else, man. That's why I love doing this podcast and love doing these with Shana because it's a time and space that we just block out to just do this and just be here. Just enjoy this and enjoy this conversation because it's real quick and easy, but Sometimes we glaze over things and we take the significance and the fun out of it. We just went out the other day with some friends and I've never sang in karaoke before. And I took this opportunity to actually sing. And it was more enjoyable than just <laughs> watching like I used to. So in this unpacking, we try to explain and hopefully people pick up what we putting down. Because what I just unpacked with that, I was enjoying going and not singing, but I found a new fulfilling enjoyment by going and actually participating. Yeah. Some of us are looking for big drastic changes. Maybe we just need to interact in certain spaces a little bit more. Because yeah. some jobs seem unbearable, but you got to go, you got to think. You go there and don't speak to nobody. Well, if you go there and interact with people, maybe the job won't seem as 
dreadful every each and every day. Yeah. Some relationships try to be spontaneous. Switch it up. If you if you stuck on seeing your relationship flourishing how you see it flourishing, you might be closing the door on the partner that's in the relationship with you. Mm-hmm. Try something out. Mm, I was gonna say outlandish. Try something outgoing. Yeah, outgoing. And, and, yeah, and see how it, your partner um, responds to it, and then you kind of mold and shape how y'all move and interact. But it's it's ways and spaces and places and different styles and stuff you can do besides what you believe you can do. And some stuff that you aren't really confident in or you don't really have knowledge of, just give it a try and you'll figure it out. And then if you really don't like it, you really don't like it. But don't deny things that you've never given a chance because that's where we close doors that restrict us from growth. Exactly. And I don't want... Well, I, I hope that we don't continue to restrict ourselves from things that are, are capable for us. And that's what I'm going to leave you with. You don't have to prove anything to anyone, but you will always have to prove everything to yourself. God bless. God bless.